Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Today we are joined by singer-songwriter Nomi, so welcome along. Thank you, darling. How are you? I'm feeling really good this morning. Yeah? Yeah. Why is that? Is it because you've got a new single out today? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> First one in years. Yeah, tell me about it. It's called Remedy. Um, I wrote it in Sweden three years ago, and when I left the studio, so I really like picking fruit and there weren't a lot of fruit growing in Sweden at the time. It was kind of cold out, but they had tulips. So I picked a bunch of tulips and I did like a fake photo shoot thing in the bathtub. Sure. <laughs> you love picking fruit. I yeah. didn't see that coming out. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's like there's music and then there's picking fruit, like my okay. two favorite things. Yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So then uh, a few years later, I just like redid the bathtub scene and now like I'm really excited to kind of like show people how to make their own remedies using teas by like foraging flowers on TikTok. <laughs> oh, like literal remedies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like you can pick enough stuff to like help you with COVID or um, with stomach issues. I see. So it has a literal meaning. It has a literal meaning. And yeah. probably a metaphorical one, I'm guessing, as well. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Nice. And um, welcome to Nam. So good for you to be here. And it's not your first time here, is it? You've been no, I've been before when I was in college. Mm. Um, and that was really exciting because obviously it was my first time and there's so many sounds and people mm. and cool things. But it's my first time performing. Um, so I'm excited to be doing it for JBL, actually. Yeah, it's really cool that um, they've invited you to be here and like, I know you probably haven't had a chance to look around and stuff yet. What did you, like, maybe even the first time you came here, were you just, like, like all the instruments, like, all the stuff here? It's so cool, isn't it? It's so cool. I'm honestly, I love Roland, so I'm going to check out their booth later. Um, and then the guitars here. I'm not a guitarist by any means, but I just think that they're so beautiful and it's fun to, like, play around with the different tones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, what is it like, you know, after, like the last few years and all of that with like nothing I don't know like how it affected your life or whatever but I'm guessing you couldn't perform live for obvious reasons but like how much how much did you miss it I missed it so much I I quit music actually and I started gardening and ended up like working like doing marketing for a gardening app wow. um and then yeah and as soon as like the world started opening up last March I quit that job and I was like no I need to be a musician like I, it just my soul was missing it so now to be performing again feels incredible is it quite, um, I guess, like an outlet for you um, to be writing music and performing and maybe putting your thoughts down into music then? Totally. I feel like since COVID, I've become a little shy, which I never was. Um, and so for me to be able to like bring out a different side of myself on stage just feels so cathartic. Oh, that's so interesting you said. I feel a bit the same, but I don't know if it's because I've almost become a bit unsocialized over the last few years. You think, how could it make that much difference? But it... It's something like you maybe notice, you think, well, I didn't notice that before. Like, are we all just a bit like, how do we talk to people again? And what, what do people do? And which eye do you look at when you talk to someone? Is it both of them? Is it one of them? That's so funny. I've been thinking the same thing about the <laughs> eyes. Because, like, some people you can see both of their eyes. Some people you just see one and then you're like, can they tell that I'm looking at their left eye? Should I shift? Does that look funny? I think about these things too. The important questions are being asked today on this <laughs> podcast. I tend to look at the left eye just in case anyone's uh, listening and wondering. Do you know why that is? Really? Really? Don't know why I favour the left eye. Yeah, um, I think that's fucked up to the right eye. Yeah, it's a bit. I'm sorry, right eye. We need equal <laughs> opportunities for all of the eyes. All eyes matter. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get cancelled for that. What? So, did you write much music during the pandemic? Like during this period, were you like really inspired, or was it like complete opposite? Were you like I just don't feel anything and it's really difficult? For the first year, I didn't write anything. <laughs> 
I couldn't. I kept trying. I signed a publishing deal. They were putting me in Zoom sessions. I had friends coming to my backyard, sitting six feet away. We would try to write together, and I couldn't get anything out. I was so depressed. And then um, at the end of the pandemic, one of my favorite producers of all time, at the time, heard my music, and he was like, I'll make an album for you, or with you. And I was like, okay, let's go. So immediately, I was writing like two songs a day, and I haven't stopped since, and I just like, I feel like a full human again. It's just pouring out of you now. Yeah. Okay, you've unlocked it, you've unlocked it. And what, um, what are your like, musical memories as a kid? What did you sort of grow up listening to? Maybe, I don't know if it's what your parents were listening to, your friends or something, like what were you into back then? I loved Nirvana, The Shins, Regina Spector, Arctic Monkeys, but then I loved Israeli artists like Sarit Khadad, Eyal Golan. Um, my mom only had like three CDs in her car on the way to and from school, so we listened to these three Israeli uh, records just over and over again, and one of them is this woman, Sarit Khadad, and she's like, such an angry bitch, like, I mean, Shanad, yo, if this ever comes out and you hear this, I love you, but she'll know what you mean. Yeah, and it really influenced my music because, like, I really take my anger out in song and not in person, which is great. Okay. (laughs) Do you kind of like those kind of artists that are like, I don't know why I'm thinking, like, Alanis Morissette, you know, that kind of thing. They're just, like, owning their anger, but in a way that's, like... Yeah. Like, I can make death threats through song, and it's cute because I'm smiling. But if I did that in person, like, I'd be in jail. Through song, it's fine. Yeah, You're saying yeah, things yeah. in song that you can't in real life. Well, that's kind of oh. true, isn't it? Yeah. Do you feel, um, I've always wondered this, like, people obviously put deep thoughts and, you know, personal things into songs. Do you, is it, is that a weird thing to do? Like, to kind of sing about things you wouldn't normally even talk about? Or maybe that's just a British thing, because we don't talk about our feelings. Push them all down. I don't know if Americans are the same. They might be a bit more, like, open to talking about things, but mm. we just squash that shit, so... Um, bury it deep, bury yeah. it deep. It's not happening. <laughs> so how do you find that? Um, honestly, it used to not be weird for me, and then as soon as I became self-aware through COVID, now singing these songs, I want to die. Oh. I want to die, because everyone in my family, all of my friends are like, we know what you're talking about. Oh. And, like, dating, too, and then these guys hear the songs, and they're like, what's this about? I'm like, oh, can you please not ask me about my diary? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was going to ask, do people kind of go, is this song about me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's not good. I'm not saying I don't know if they're negative, but... You know. I mean, none of them have been positive so far. I mean, they were a little uh, direct, but um, I liked that. That was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder as well... Um, you, you remind me a bit of, um, I hope you take this as a compliment, Lana Del Rey. Ooh. No, that kind of sound when I was listening to your songs on Spotify before coming here. But I love that. That was like such like, I love her tone and her sound and stuff. I wondered if she was any kind of influence in you, or even subconsciously. I don't know if you just listen to her in general. No, it's funny. Um, somebody said that to me a couple of years ago, and then I heard the song by her called High by the Beach, which mm. I love. But other than that, I don't know her music very well. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was nervous. Cause I was like, shit, if so many people are starting to tell me I sound like her, like if I listen to her music, I don't want to end up making something too similar you don't it, no it's in no way like oh it sounds like you've literally ripped off it's just like little elements here and there but no it's really nice I thought um, like comparison don't know if you can hear this everyone listening that's just the air con that's on now <laughs> just in case you're hearing some that is what that is um, I love asking this what was the first um, music you bought with your own money if you can remember mm-hmm. these usually are like either really cool like someone has something super cool or like super dork yeah like mine isn't I mean, mine's kind of cool. It was uh, it was Ella Funk by Black Eyed Peas. Oh, that's okay. That's yeah, okay. that was 
was the album, right? Yeah, they had like, I'm hey, mama. I'm pretty sure I had that. Yeah, hey, mama. Is that shit that make you move, mama? Yeah. I actually, I just got to work with the guy, one of the guys who produced that album, and it's been such a nice full circle moment. I'm like, dude, you changed my life. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. What about, um, like, what were the posters that were on your wall as a kid? Mine was full on Spice Girls, Boyzone, I don't know if you knew it, them. A UK band, curtains, you know, dreamy, Ronan Keating. Yeah. Stuff, but pretty Spice Girls heavy for me. It's funny. <laughs> I would I would see girls in my class with like Spice Girls and I was like, uh, that's so girly. I love NSYNC. I'm badass. Yeah. So I had all the, all the NSYNC boys. Oh, oh there I was team Backstreet Boys, but I did, no. I did like NSYNC too, but okay. I did like Backstreet Boys more. I um, used to walk around saying that they were my arch nemesis. I didn't know what that meant. They were what? Marriage? My arch nemesis. Oh, marriage. Like, I thought you said marriage nemesis. I was like, no. what is that? I also <laughs> thought I was going to marry Justin Timberlake, and he was secretly Jewish and, like, was waiting to come out and tell everyone for when I was 18. I mean, it could... He could just be waiting a really long time to pick his moment. Yes. I mean, he has also got married. He's really going out of his way to toy with you now, isn't he? Like, Honestly, he makes it hard toes. to get. I like it. I he like does. it. Let's go. He's playing the long game. I see what you're doing, Justin. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, Jessica. Yeah, sorry, Jessica. Um, what about um, what, I'm guessing it's like true events or maybe things around you. What inspires your music? Is it stuff that happens to you, you know, things you're going through, that kind of thing, yeah. It's whatever is on my mind, really. Oftentimes, I go to the studio and I try to really think about what I'm going to write that day. And then whoever I'm working with will play a few chords and then I freestyle. Um, So then the subconscious stuff actually comes out. So it's never anything that I plan. It's whatever I'm really feeling inside, which is why it's kind of embarrassing to sing them out loud. Because I'm like, oh, here are my feelings. And you're going to hear them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like a natural performer, though? Because watching you, you seem like really like cool and your music's really good you're a really good performer like do, how does it feel to actually perform is it something to get used to or is it always a bit weird it used to be really weird now um it's it's funny now like I try to pretend I'm in my bedroom or I'm trying to pretend I'm singing to the people I wrote about so then like I really get into it and I kind of like block out mm. everyone there but like this one song Mirage it's my favorite and I fuck it up every time because I get so sad during it I want to cry and then I don't play, play the right parts and it's just embarrassing is that the one today where you said fuck in the middle yeah <laughs> I kind of liked that happened it was like a you know a once once performance uh, with the unique fuck in the middle of it you're so welcome anytime a once performance what does yeah. that even mean I'm sorry <laughs> I'm really jet lagged anyone listening uh, yeah that's what um, caffeine is for Yes, I am drinking Diet Coke. Other drinks are available. Um, <laughs> so, is it is this right? Your first song was it? Is it consistent? Yeah. So okay. Yeah, I saw that on your Spotify. I wasn't sure if that actually was right. So that was 2018. Yeah. So, what inspired that one? Let's hear the story behind it. That one, you know, it's so funny. At the time, I was like, I don't know what I'm writing about. It's so weird. Like, all these lyrics came out, and now I listen back to it, and it's basically saying, I'm a piece of shit, but at least I'm consistent, and you know where I stand. Uh, so I've grown a lot since then, thank God. Okay, cool. And what about, um, so this one, The Saviour, that was a completely, like, different sound to it. Um, not, obviously, no one's songs, all, they're all the same, but uh, what, so what's the story behind that one? What was I went on a few dates with a guy who drove a Bentley, oh. and... I say that because it just seemed very flashy. He was so nice. He was so nice. And then by like date three or four, he was like, 
hey babe so like if you want to move into my place um you know it's all yours and like if you want like i'll take you to paris next weekend whatever and i was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. i'm not looking for that like i'm just looking for a nice guy like, yeah. i don't need that <laughs> and when i broke up with him he like try to go to my mom's house to gift her and me like these $5,000 dresses to kind of get me back. And I was like, yo, I don't need a savior. Like, I don't want that. Like, I'm okay on my wow. own. Thank you. Um, yeah. Wow. Dresses. What was his job, by the way? <laughs> he was in real estate, but he would go to like Fashion Week for oh, some reason. Yeah. Did you go to Paris? No. Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. That's, that's not I my vibe. I think you did. No, no, I was no, thinking no. no but like... I went to Paris on, like in the future on my on your own. dime. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? Um, it's okay. I love Paris. <laughs> uh, Parisians could be nicer. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just went to France last week, not Paris this time, but they, they were slightly friendlier. But um, in general, I did find they were a bit rude. But then I think, to be fair, I can't speak French, and that must be well annoying for you because I just expect you to speak English. Yeah. Just say something in vaguely a French accent, <laughs> but I'm just speaking English words. Yeah, that probably is quite annoying, to be fair. Can I please have... Oh, can I please have water? <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. No, I learned how to curse really well in French, so I'm like, oh, my following few trips, they were nicer. Yeah, because I'd be like, I know how to say this, and like, oh my god, you are so funny. Yeah, at least you've got that, like, rather than the basics. <laughs> yeah. So, is this, before, obviously, Remedy, which is out today, um, is Saviour, so that, oh no, we've just done Saviour. There's Pass the Knife. Pass the Knife, that's the one I was going to ask you about. Yeah, you've done that today, and that one was really good, so... Yes. Yeah, let's, there's definitely a story behind that one because that one was quite intense. What uh, was the story for that one? Mm, do I give the real story or the one I gave to press a few years ago? <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. I won't know either way. So. Honestly, the first half is about somebody that I was dating. Um, I found out that he was cheating on me um, on the same days that we would be together. And that was shocking. Um, so what I did was there's a line like cover you in scars just to leave a mark get you addicted tear you apart where I basically the last time that I left his house I put in a lot of like love notes everywhere being like have the best day babe and da -na -na -na, knowing that I was gonna dump him that he would find all of them I was a little psychotic I was so much younger okay. um and then I ran into him like a month later and he was like and then I saw all of these notes everywhere and I'm such an idiot and I was like oh really yeah sucks for you bitch um so you're an independent artist right I'm a what independent artist you're I am now yeah you are now yes, okay so how do you find that like how do you navigate that and um you know get you know seen and how hard is it these days to get noticed is it all about social media like how's that working for you it's funny this is um I mean, this is my first time releasing in years today, actually. So it's funny that you asked yeah. that. And it's cool. I think, like, fortunately, um, in that marketing job I took in COVID, I learned how to do a lot of stuff. And so what I'm going to try to do is see if I could blow the song up on TikTok with my fruit picking and tea making videos. Okay. Also, because I just love posting them and people seem to really like them. So um, I think it's about being your authentic self, really, and like showing your weird quirks. Because otherwise, like every, not everybody, but like every singer can sing. Um, but if you tell your story, I think that's where you really connect. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've seen a lot now. I don't know if this is in kind of like the US press or whatever. There's a couple of artists, it's come up recently in England that are, they're pretty well known, but they're saying, I just keep getting asked to do fucking TikToks by my management. Like, I've sold this many records. I could totally understand why an emerging artist would do it. 
um, but they, you know, they're already doing well. And they said, it's almost like they said you have to fake a viral video, you know, yeah. or I don't know what it is. Like, do they want them to do a dance or, you know, to catch on? And it just must, must be so difficult now um, to try and factor all these things in um, to, to make it. Uh, even if you're yeah. an established artist, it's just changed so much, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm not... You're, you're enjoying Spotify. I'm um, sorry, TikTok. Um, yeah, yeah, like I'm an actual fan of TikTok. Yeah. I think Instagram is harder, and like also the algorithm isn't really like positioned mm. to helping artists anymore. Um, but like with my friends who are also artists, like when we have these conversations about TikTok, I'm like, find something you love posting about. Yeah. So like, I have Enjoy. one friend who does impersonations. I have another friend who like shows her chickens on TikTok. And like, these are artists, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> as long as you're doing stuff that you like, it's not as bad. I think it's when you're kind of sitting there singing to your camera or dancing to it where you just like, your soul dies inside. Yeah, you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no I mean, we could ask that about a lot of things, I suppose. Um, but, uh, oh, I suppose I could ask you about Spotify as well, since like Freudian slipped asked you about that instead. But, you know, for emerging artists, a lot of people, they're quite negative about Spotify. You know, it's it's well known. Um, ironically, this podcast will be on Spotify. But like, you know, they, they take a big cut. You know, we don't want to annoy Spotify. We love you, Spotify. But, um, you know, they don't pay out enough. But at the same time, they do open up you know, you to an audience that you probably wouldn't have because, you know, like, I know you from Spotify, I don't have that login, I'm not an artist, but you can see, can't you, like, where people are listening to your music where maybe you wouldn't reach that normally. So, like, yeah. what's your opinion on that? I think if there wasn't a Spotify, I don't know what I would do. Mm. Like, what, I'm going to, like, How go sell you... CDs on the side of the road? Like, yeah. I agree, Spotify could be doing a way better job paying people fairly, and I think that the discovery, one thing that really frustrates me, to be honest, is that the labels really do hold market share in the playlisting. So playlists, I don't know if like the general public knows this, but like in the music industry, we know that the playlist kind of like gives certain spots to labels. So there are only so few spots left for like okay. independent artists. Right. So that makes it really hard. But at the same time, like everything is, everything is a blessing and a curse. My God, it sounds so religious. <laughs> um, yeah. This is it. what happens when you have a spiritual awakening. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> like, so. Yeah. I love it. I'm loving the positivity. Um, so what um, what's coming up music-wise? Like, let's say, rest of the year. Like, what you planned? Are you going to be doing an album? Like, what is going on? I'm releasing a single every month for the next few months. Mm. Um, my favorite one yet, honestly, comes out in a month, July 8th. It's called Different. And then I'm releasing... Um, a collaboration with my friends Avi Snow and Julieta July 29th and um, another collab actually with a British artist this guy Mr. Cuts oh, cool. um, he just produced like a song for Stormzy and he does like a lot of like green tea pink he's so sick so oh, I'm nice. really excited to just like be releasing everything I've been working on for the last year Okay, awesome. I think that is a fabulous note to end on. So thank you so much for like performing for us today and being on the podcast. And I hope you go and enjoy the rest of the NAMM show and get to go and check out all the equipment and JBL equipment and AKG yeah. headphones and everything. So just enjoy yourself. Thank you so much. This is really nice. You're so welcome. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.